In this month's episode of Table Tennis Talk, we try not to throw our rackets at the news that Wang Chuchin has been suspended. Also, the return of Harimoto with a stunning silver medal finish at the Men's World Cup and an all-Japanese girls final at the Junior World Championships. Finally, we wrap up the podcast with a special tasting of a premium table tennis delicacy from the other side of the world. Welcome everyone to the December episode of Table Tennis Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Lewis, and I'm here with Joey Cochran. How's it going, Joey? Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Good. Good. Welcome to December. The snow started falling in Utah. Yep. Snow came in. Uh, it's pretty dreary out there. Yeah, right now, it is so. super dreary. Okay, so we have a huge episode. <laughs> There's been so much stuff happening in December. Um uh, how was your personal uh, month since we last talked? So, I mean, yeah, it was it was great. Uh, I went to the South Shore Open uh, just outside of Chicago. I played – I actually played pretty well. Uh, I I lost to uh, Sharon Alguetti, who's a really good player in the, in the open singles. Um, it was not as close as I wanted it to be, but mm. um, I played pretty well. It, it was 4-0, but – um, three of the games were deuce where I felt like I could have oh, okay. won, um, and I didn't. So that was too bad. So usually like when I go, something I've kind of prided myself on in my career is been, I've been able to close out close games or I'll, I'll go to a tournament, I'll have 10 deuce games and I'll win all 10. Yeah. And this tournament was pretty much the exact opposite. I was on my flight back. I was thinking about it and I had, I had eight deuce games and I won one of them and I lost seven, including three uh, in the okay. in the quarterfinals. So yeah. that was kind of dis- a disappointment. Um, but you know, it was it was a good tournament. I learned a few things about my game that I need to work on, which is really what I wanted to 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 leave the tournament um, knowing. Yeah, that's good. So I have a set of things I'm gonna be working on. Um, the things that I have been working on in the past and last like month. All worked great, oh, cool. so that was really encouraging. Um, especially like the short game stuff that I just wanted to be much better at my short, yeah, my short game. Um, for sure, and it worked out good. So cool, cool. That was really good. You also played doubles though, right, with Dan C. Miller? Yeah, so I played doubles with Danny, um, and we lost. I want to say Deuce in the fifth. Okay. So in the in, semis. In the semis. Okay. Yeah. At, that was tough because strategically, that was probably my most like strategic match that I can remember. Yeah. It was it was awesome. It was really fun to play with them. Um, we played pretty well. We went down two games to zero and had to come back, and then we almost closed it out, and then we didn't. So yeah. that was another one. I mean, you never like to lose, right? I, I hate yeah. losing. So, but that was one where you flew in. Did you do what you were talking about? How you just your first game was practice, basically, for you guys. Um, yeah, so we hadn't really practiced beforehand. So our first match was, um, a little bit of an easier match. Yeah. So that helped. Um, and we just got into the style and the swing of things just from, yeah, first match in the tournament. Cool. 
but yeah, overall the tournament was really well run. It always is. Yeah. Um, the South shore open and the St. Joe Valley are, are two of my favorites. So it was good to go and, and be a part of it. That's awesome. Um, and then let's see what else. Oh yeah. A reinvent, uh, was this last week. Yeah. It's a big AWS conference. Um, Amazon, Big tech conference. Yeah, big tech conference. I think they had 65,000 people there. Wow. So. That's a lot. Yeah, I think it was their biggest one yet. Every year it's like the biggest one that yeah. they had. Um, so they had a ping pong tournament there, and I'm the reigning champion back-to-back nice. years. I went last year and won. Um, What's the prize for that? What was it this year? They had an Alexa show. It's like oh, the Alexa yeah. with a little uh-huh. monitor on it, a little screen. Um, it's like... I think 60 bucks retail on sale right now, like Black Friday extended deals. They really got to up their prices if they want better competition. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was pretty much my month. I've been practicing and playing a little few tournaments. The U.S. Open is next weekend, so we go into that. You feel ready for it? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually, since the... Since the South Shore Open, I think I've practiced like two times, maybe maybe oh, three okay. times. Because, yeah, I so. Well, you've been out of town the pa- the past week though. So this last week I was out of town. Yeah, yeah, so I wasn't able to practice at all. I mean, I guess you could say I practiced at AWS, but <laughs> or at Reinvent, but yeah, not really. Yeah. Anyway, how's how's your month been? How's cool. Month? Uh, yeah, last month was busy for me. Um, not with table tennis, unfortunately. I, I really have to get back on the horse. I think the past two weeks, um, we didn't do lessons. So, and I don't have a day job where I have anybody to play with anymore. So, <laughs> I can't convince my wife to play table tennis with me. She would just cheat and steal the ball and go upstairs. <laughs> so, um, haven't been doing table tennis. I did start um, my YouTube channel up again on tech stuff. I covered that same conference you were at, reInvent, um, and I I did. It, I do have to admit that I cheated on table tennis talk a little bit. Um, on on Friday, I recorded a um, an episode of a podcast with. Uh, How dare you? <laughs> I know with Plural Site on that reInvent conference. So, yeah, I feel. I feel bad. Not that bad, but I saw the plural site guys while I was there. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. They were, I know like a huge contingent of people were there. So, um, not me. I, I, I feel like if I was there, I wouldn't have been able to kind of consume everything that was going on. It just seems like it was, it, there was a lot. There um, always is. Yeah. It's, it's a huge conference. There's sessions. I think they cover like five or six different hotels. So, (laughs) and the hotels are massive. I mean, just going from one session to the next in the same hotel is like just massive. Takes like 30 minutes or something. Um, So yeah, uh, not much this month. Um, Next, I don't know what is going forward next month. I'm not playing at the US Open. We got Christmas coming up, New Year's. Christmas, New Year's, lots of holiday things. So it'll probably be pretty quiet. Yeah. Let's move on to news, though. Uh, you mentioned that there's um, there's a new rubber from Stiga that came out. Um, right. Tell so me about it. Stiga DNA rubber. Um, it's I actually kind of liked it. Um, you you've played with it. So I've played with it a few times now. Okay. Um, comparing it to Dignix, the sponge is really really soft, 
and the okay. the top layer, the rubber is not as sticky as uh, Dignics. Hmm. But I mean, I grew up playing with soft rubber, so I kind of, sure. I just kind of that's, I like it. It fits. I don't know. I just I, I like the way it feels generally, right. like the way that soft rubber feels. So I mean, personally, I kind of liked it. A couple other people that were using it said they didn't like it. So oh, kind of okay. mixed reviews. Um, it's, I want to say it's probably not as good as Dignics, but it's retailing for 55 bucks. So it's half the price. Half the price. Okay. So it's, I mean, price performer, probably worth it. Um, but I, if you can afford Dignics, um, then I'd probably go with Dignics. Okay. So, okay. yeah, that's kind of my, my thoughts on it. It's hard to it's hard to justify spending a hundred dollars on rubber. So sure, because you not, can't play with just one sheet. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you're a pen hold or something. Yeah, but if you're not willing to spend the hundred dollars, like I don't I don't even want to say that. It's fine. <laughs> but I mean, like it wouldn't be. I mean, if you don't want to spend a hundred dollars on rubber, but you want something similar to Dignix, it seems like almost like Tenergy would be closer than DNA. Is that right? Yeah, Tenergy is probably closer to Dignix than DNA. Uh, it still is more expensive than DNA. Mm. I kind of feel like Stiga, like they see Butterfly, they come out with Dignix. All the top players are starting to use that now. Sure. Stiga needs to come out with something to something new and fresh to keep people buying Stiga rubber. Right. And I think that DNA is that solution for okay. that. It's a good rubber. Um, I don't. Nothing really kind of stood out. Though it's just like it's soft sponged and not as sticky as, as Dignix, which is what kind of what I've just been playing with. So Got it. that's yeah. Now it's time to talk about uh tournament results. And there were quite a few this uh this time. Just like last time, we had a couple World Cups. Uh, we had a World Tour event, a World Cup, uh Junior World Championships, and a T two event all in one month. Ugh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Just not to mention that uh, T League kicked off again. So yeah, lots to talk about. Um, do you want to start with the Austrian Open? Sure. Yeah. Um, so this is a World Tour event. Uh, it was sponsored by BetAtHome.com, which I, uh, we'll talk about kind of at the tail end. Kind of the biggest drama to come out of this is um, uh, Wang Chuchin, who we uh, have talked about in previous podcasts, was kind of the youngest uh, member of the Chinese team, um, did double men's doubles with Malong and I believe won some championship recently. He has been suspended um, for three months with his coach. Wow. Uh, which is pretty crazy. Um, in the uh, in the primary, in the preliminaries, he was playing against uh, Zhao Jihao, who's another Chinese player who... I haven't really, I, I, I've seen him play before, but like just nothing really stood out. He's like definitely a Chinese B team um, and was not doing great, was losing, um, uh, wasn't even losing the match, but was just missing some easy points. And you could see him visibly getting frustrated. And then he finally did lose the match and he threw his racket and it like almost hit uh, Zhao Zhihao. Oh, wow. Um, not like he was throwing it at him, but he just kind of, kind of like threw it and it landed on the table and bounced and like kind of almost hit Zhao Zhihao and, uh, wow. which is just like horrible sportsmanship. Um, and 
Yeah, and and the Chinese national team was like sent out an apology and was like he's being suspended for three months with his co- his coach is also suspended for three months to wow. I guess reflect. <laughs> man, I gotta watch out. I throw my racket all the time. <laughs> oh man. I gotta be careful. Well, you're not beholden to a national team to, That's true. to get suspended, but um, there's a lot of image there, especially with like the Chinese. Yeah, culture. which is it's like I mean, he's always been I mean, he's young. He's always maybe showed a little more emotion than Malong or Fan Zhendong or Shushin or something, but I've never seen. Didn't Zhang like Jikai get suspended for ripping his shirt I think after so. World, he like went ripped it through the Chinese flag or something? Or <laughs> he had to send out an apology, I think, for that too. I feel like that's, that was after he won. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's almost like, come on, Chinese national team. Like, you don't have to suspend somebody for that. Just tell them to like cut it out. But it's like when you lose and you are like frustrated and you're throwing things like that's not, that's not cool. Like you just, every time you lose, it doesn't matter who you lose to. You just take it on the chin and you just kind of be a good sportsman. I think Xiao Jihao is like kind of, I, I can imagine that Wang Chuqin was like thought that he, Zhao Jihao was below him or something. So I think when he was losing, I think he was frustrated because he was, he was losing to someone who he did not consider um, his equal. Whereas if he was playing against like Fan Zhendong, like it mm. would, it would, he'd be a little bit more okay with losing. So, which I still don't think is, is cool, but yeah, I mean, we don't get a lot of suspensions. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of a big deal. That's exciting. Um, in terms of results, uh, this was another one for Mima Ito. She rocketed to the top really quickly. She actually had an easy um, path. She didn't meet any Chinese um, competitors until the semifinals. And even then it was uh, some Chinese player I'd never heard of. That's um, yeah, good for her. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately she went through all of her Japanese compatriots to get to the top. Oh, bummer. <laughs> it was like for somehow this, the way the seating came out, it was, it was like her top of the brackets were almost all the Japanese players were on her top of the brackets. And then almost all the Chinese players were on the other side. So, oh. um, uh, but she took it, uh, she beat, uh, Zhu Yu Ling, uh, who was former world number one, um, in the final. And, um, that really improved her world ranking. She's number four in the world now. That's a big deal. Being top four yeah. is a lot like number four spot is a lot better than number five spot because if you're if you're out of at the world championships or something, you're gonna be the seeding. The seeding makes uh, is okay. it's, it's a much better seed than a five right. seed because one through four will play someone five through eight. Yeah. So if you're five, you might have to play number one in the uh, quarters. Okay. Where if you're four, then you'll play number five through eight in the yeah, quarters. Definitely so. someone below you. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty nice. Being top four is, oh, is really that's good. Cool. Yeah. And with the world tour finals are coming up, um, in just a couple month. days. Yeah. So, I mean, it's perfect timing for her. Right. Yeah. That's um, true. She also kind of broke the, uh, Chinese block in world rankings. So in the women's side, um, she's doing great, but she was number seven. And then the top six were all Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she kind of split it in half and, uh, so it's, it's a little, it's, 
I feel like it's dangerous. Like she's surrounded on all sides by <laughs> Chinese players, but it's I'm, great. Like I'm a little bit surprised that she wasn't higher already because it seems like yeah. she makes it to the finals of almost every event and then loses to a different Chinese girl. So yeah. like she's mm-hmm. always in the finals, almost winning it or winning it. And then all the Chinese girl, the Chinese women are, they're, they're, they're splitting. So like sometimes sure. it's one, sometimes it's a different one. Like, yeah. so I, I was, I was like, I was surprised to see that she was number seven instead of number four. I always thought that she should be higher. So I feel like the problem with her is that she, cause she is always like, turns it up to like 120% and just goes and there's been some tournaments where she's gotten out like immediately. And I think it's just because she is just laser focused on playing her game. And then when things don't work, she doesn't necessarily change. Mm. She's just like, this is what I do. And when it works, it works. And when I'm having an off tournament, then uh, she just goes out really quickly. And so that could be it. And if you think about like the top six Chinese, they're always going to be in the top, like no matter what. Right. Whereas um, with with her, you know, if she gets knocked out, you know, round 16, round 32 and one tournament, you know, she's not going to get those same points that uh, the Chinese uh, ladies would have gotten in the same period. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So with with the men's side, um, Fan Zhendong uh, took it. Not a huge surprise. Um, He's been he, winning a lot of tournaments lately. Yeah, so. yeah. He uh, he did play against Xiao Jihao, the guy that uh, um, Wang Chuqin flipped the racket at. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was kind of interesting. Um, and uh, Fan Jindong, he beat Timo Boll on the way. He also beat um, Lin Yunju, the young Taiwanese player. Um, so it was a uh, it was it was kind of surprising. World Tour events usually don't have like so many top players and i think the austrian open since um it's kind of it was right before the men's world cup so i think a lot of the men were um trying to get ready for the world cup so they were they were coming into play so um it was a really good tournament that's cool what'd you think um, i know you watched some of the matches didn't you for the austrian open yeah i actually didn't watch the austrian open okay. so <laughs> i'm glad you covered that one okay 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 um well, there are some good matches anyways. Uh, but there was, there was one thing I wanted to talk to you about because I wanted to get your opinion. So uh, the website betathome.com is who sponsored the Austrian Open. So like companies can sponsor these world tour events and then it's called like the betathome.com Austrian Open, mm-hmm. which always sounds really weird when it's just like a, a website. Um, but so it's it's this internet betting site and what i was curious about was okay internet betting like internet sports betting and it's not like a new thing or whatever but i guess it's a european company and i wanted to see if they had table tennis betting and they do awesome which i don't know it just seems really weird i was i was curious um have you seen anything like this before and what are your opinions on 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 betting on uh, on table tennis matches so I've only that's that's awesome. So <laughs> I've only seen table tennis betting on sportsbook.ag is okay. the name of the website. Okay. And I actually go there quite a bit. I don't ever bet or hardly ever I've never done any online betting, I should say. Sure. But they had it for the Olympics, the twenty sixteen okay. Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And you could bet on who was gonna win like the 
like which country was going to win this, the, the men's singles or the women's right. singles or the right. team event. And I was super close to, to betting on the Chinese winning the team events. Cause like, I mean, China sometimes loses one match, but there's, there's yeah. just no way they're going to lose yeah, three yeah, matches yeah. or yeah. five matches against a single country like Germany or Japan. Like they're yeah. just, they're too dominant. So if there was ever a for sure thing, I was like, this is it. But that was four years ago. And but you probably wouldn't win any money, right? Because yeah. the 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 odds would be just yeah, they're not great. But um, I don't remember what they were. But yeah, I almost feel like betting on second place would get you net you more money, probably because because there's more like competition in that. Yeah, between like Japan and Germany or Korea, yeah, like, it could be a lot tighter. Yeah, trying to get to the semis. It also depends on the draw a little bit too. So. Whoever's getting China in the That's semis is, is is in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you don't have any uh, moral um, resistance to uh, sports betting? No, I, <laughs> no, not at all. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I I don't have anything. I, I'm not. I'm not like a gambling person. Um, I think it's kind of neat. I feel like in some ways, you know, as long as it's not like destroying people's lives, I think anything that kind of makes table tennis more legitimate throughout the world, I'm all for. So Mm -hmm. I think doing things like this where, you know, it's a, it's a sport that you can bet on like all the other sports. I think that's, that's pretty cool. So, um, now I, I feel like bet at home.com should get a better, like, should get better branding. I feel like the bet at home.com Austrian open is, is like, it's too many words. <laughs> Even the bet at home Austrian open is better. I feel like. com adds, adds a couple unnecessary syllables. In yeah. There. I would probably agree with that for sure. All right. So the big world cup. So last month we had women's world cup and we had the team world cup. So the men's world cup, was last month and I know you watched some. So uh why don't you tell me some about it? Yeah, so first the World Cup is is very limited to the number of players. So there are only twenty players total who get invited to it. Wow. Kanak Ja won the world uh sorry he Kanak Ja won the North American Championships. So he got uh an invite. Cool. And then um Hugo Calderano was an invite um from Brazil because he won the Pan Am Games. Cool. Uh, and then throughout the world, there's different tournaments that if you win them, then you can go to the World Cup. So it's Got it's it. a very limited select few people who are actually allowed to play in it, uh, which makes it a little bit unique. And basically they want to have like the best player from each region, essentially. And then there's a few special invites that also get to go. Cool. So... Uh, Kanak had to play in a group where he played Omar Asar from Egypt, um, who probably, I'm assuming he won some African championship. Oh, um, yeah, probably. And then Kanak also played Lee Sang-soo from Korea. So yeah. um, Lee is really good, um, won the group, but two people advance out of the group, which is kind of nice. Got it. So first round out of the group, Kanak had to play uh, Hugo Calderano from Brazil. Who he's and, played many times before, I'm sure. Yeah, he's played him, and I want to say it hasn't really been that close. I think mm. Calderano is probably top ten in the world somewhere or close he to is, it. Yeah, I think he's number six. Number he's six, really, really high. Okay, yeah, very good player. 
Um, and this time, Canuck was up three games to one, seven oh. four in the four, fifth. Three games yeah. to one, seven four in the fifth, and didn't close it out. And <laughs> I was, it was so exciting. It was an exciting match. Yeah, I thought he was going to take it, and then. He he let that game slip, and then he ended up losing four three. So oh, man. kind of disappointing, but I mean, tough match, tough opponent, and yeah, like especially after watching Lily do so good in the yeah. Women's World Cup uh, like a month ago, and I was I was hoping for the same for Kanaka, and he almost had that first match out of the group, and then yeah, just it was yeah, a tough one. Bad. And then if he had won that, he would have played Lin Yunju. Um, from Taiwan, who that would have been another just awesome match to yeah. see. But um, he he beat him last year at the Youth Olympics to get bronze, Lin Yunju. Okay. Um, and so yeah, that would have been since then. Lin Yunju, like I don't know, he started eating his Wheaties or something, and he's like <laughs> taken off. But yeah, that would have been a really fun uh, kind of a rematch. Yeah, totally. Um, too bad we didn't see that. So one of my favorite things that. ITTF is doing so the the world or the, yeah the World Cup was in China yeah and with I, I they use I love it when the tournaments are in China or in Japan because they always have these sweet statistics um, mm. that they show and so when when Kanak was playing Calderano they had like after each game or during timeout they would have they would show the table from the top and then have like an overlay and they would basically break each side into like thirds. Wow. So, and they said, okay, here, here's where Canuck served. And it has like a percentage of the serves and then like the location of the ball bounce. Yeah. Um, and, and then here's where Calderano served. And I forget which player it was, but one of the players had only served in two of the three quadrants or two of the three thirds, I should say. So like it was like 50% and 50% yeah, or like 60% and 40%. I forget what the percentages were, but, and then it was like 0% in this third. (sighs) And then, and then that was just during serves. And then yeah. during the rallies, it was 33% of the balls were in one third, 33 was in another third, and 34 was in another third. It's That's like, really funny. It's like perfectly spaced yeah. in the rallies, but only serving to these locations. And Do you remember who's, who's, who's that was? I want to say it was Calderano serving to okay. Canuck. And I, I, I don't remember exactly, but he probably didn't serve into Canuck's backhand. If okay. I had to guess, I'd have to look at it again. But... It's just like, I love that. I love seeing like, here's yeah. like a clear visualization of what their strategy is. Like, yeah. here's exactly the, what they're going to serve and here's exactly where they're going to hit. How much, like, how much on the opponent's side do you think you would be able, like the, the, the I guess the numbers make it really easy to see it. Like, obviously, oh, here's, he's not serving it to the side, but like when you're on, when you're receiving that serve, how clear do you think it is to you that that's not happening so i've like in your experience yeah so i actually was thinking about that and i think that for serves i have a pretty good general idea like okay here's where they're serving here's how they're serving here's the spins that they're serving yeah but in the rally i think it's much tougher at least for me saying okay Okay. here's they're going a third of the time here a third of the time here and a third of the time in the middle like that's that would be for me a lot harder to pick up on right, because yeah. it's just kind of it's in the rally and the rallies are so different one from a, one from the next where the serves they all kind of start the same way and like yeah it's it's a little bit more predictable because you start from zero got it so 
Got it. But I, I, that was one of my favorite things about the world cup was seeing the statistics during the match and like, here's what they're actually doing and just a really cool visualization of it. So Um, what else, uh, what else happened? Uh, so the other, I want to say the other big news, um, was Harimoto played Ma Long and beat Ma Long in the semifinals. So that That's was just, pretty cool. <laughs> I, I feel like that, because Harimoto's beaten Malang before, I feel like maybe this is the first time they've met since that happened. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. they haven't played for a while. Because Malang took a little bit of time off, yeah. and then they just haven't played. They kind of just haven't played um, until until this World Cup. So, How much of that do you think was Malang's kind of injury stuff that he's been dealing with? Uh, as far as Harimoto beating him? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say none of it. Yeah. But I, I felt like Harimoto was just on fire. I felt like it was, he was just playing better. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think that Malong's injury had, in, had anything to do with it mm. in either of the wins. Cause that injury came, he, he went on a break for the injury right after Harimoto beat him last time. Yeah. So I don't want to say it's an excuse, but it's common for the Chinese if they lose to take some time off. Uh, um, and okay. I don't know if it's for the injury or just cause they're, they're, they're back to like a, a classroom where they're studying opponents, yeah. studying Harimoto. Um, but I don't think I had anything. I don't think okay. Harimoto beating him had anything to do with Ma Long's injury. Sure. Ma Long's been back for a while now anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Fanjin Dong got revenge in the finals <laughs> with Harimoto and right. Um, it was still decently close, four two in the final. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Fenzhen Dong just—I think—has he lost in the last two months? I don't think he's lost any matches. He's—I uh, I don't know uh, exactly, but it seems like he hasn't. He's just—he's just been on. Yeah. You know, when I was watching, uh, when I was watching the Men's World Cup, one of the things that I thought was uh, kind of surprising is. With the during the final, there are like seats, like special uh, special guest seats behind where the coaches sit, mm-hmm. and I could have sworn I saw um, President Xi, that like the president of China there, um, like multiple. I saw multiple shots where they were you know filming the coach, but then they happened to get people behind. And I could have sworn I saw him there. He might have been. I mean, it's in I was China. Really surprised. China's, yeah. like, it's their national sport. So playing in front of their their president. So man, I, their dictator. I don't know. <laughs> I can only imagine the um, the. I don't know how nervous that would make you, right? I mean, like it's bad enough you're you're in front of like tons of people and it's televised around the world, but to uh, to have somebody like that. I mean, who could like in your life really? <laughs> I mean, it's like a different. It, it's definitely a different environment than if like uh, the American president was watching something. It's like, well, if you lose, I mean, he's not going to send you to a concentration camp in, <laughs> in uh, northern China. So, is is Fen Fen Dong's uh, Bobro nickname the dictator, or is that Ma Long? That's Ma Long. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. was Ma Long playing? When she was watching, I, I don't. I didn't see him. Okay, but that'd be funny if the dictator was playing with Chi watching. With the dictator watching, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe he he might have been. 
But that would have been really that man. That would have been really embarrassing. Too. Yeah, I would hate to lose in front of Chi if I was on the Chinese team. Yeah, because if it was like a China China final, then it's like yeah, losing to another Chinese person that's, that's okay. a big deal. Especially since it was the World Cup was in China. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes uh, stress a lot more. But okay, let's let's move on. Um, uh, Junior World Championships. This is something I did not watch at all. So. So uh, tell me about it. I didn't watch a whole lot of the matches with this one. I did follow a lot of the results as it was going on. So I was I I was interested in seeing Amy Wang play because she still yeah. is. Um, I think she's number two in the world for under eighteen now. Awesome. So she's yeah. number two seed at the tournament. But unfortunately, she lost the first match. Oh. So in the single elimination out of the groups. So oh. she got seeded out of the groups and then and then got beat. So she played a. She played a chopper from North Korea, oh. um, and I think she just kind of struggles against choppers. Okay, um, but just kind of disappointing. I was hoping that she'd do well. I mean, she has a chance of winning the whole thing, um, and then just just a little disappointing from. I mean, I'm sure for her, but also for her fans. So, playing North Koreans, I feel like are really tough because they don't play a lot out, but they're they're really good. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's hard to learn their game or get used to playing them because you never see them. And when they pop out, I, I don't really even know how they, how they get so good considering they don't play a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're playing with China or what, but I suspect that they are. Um, Cause they just have North Korea and China have such a close relationship yeah. that, and they don't have a relationship with anyone else. So I would think that they have to be playing with the Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. So yeah, the 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 Junior Worlds was just a little disappointing, at least for the U.S. Um, the so the under eighteen girls was kind of cool. Um, it was all four Japanese in the semifinals. Oh really? So wow. that was kind of neat to see. Um, and then obviously, yeah. So Japan won just clean sweep wow. of of the girls. So and then the boys, uh, China. Um, played Trulls, um, something from Japan, or sorry, from Sweden, um, and China won that one. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty much it for the the Junior Worlds. Um, I, I wished I wished it was more exciting, especially for the U.S. <laughs> players. But yeah, um, it seems maybe like next time. it seems like the most. Uh, so, what was the age limit for the Junior Worlds? So it's eighteen and under. Okay, so you can be eighteen. It it seems like the most exciting players under eighteen aren't playing in the junior like kind of events anymore. So like Lin Yunju is, I think he's still seventeen, and then Harimoto is fifteen. Mm-hmm. So during the the Junior Worlds was at the same time as the World Cup. Okay. So if you had to choose between World Cup or Junior Worlds, most players are going to choose World Cup. So that's that's what Harimoto did. Um, and but you would need to play for the junior worlds you would need to play in in junior world tour events right no so it's it's oh, like okay. the world championships only for Got it. 18 okay, and under okay okay. So, okay 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 yeah so you could really just it just based on your age you could you right could play. it's basically if you're on the national team then you get to play in the junior worlds got it okay and there are some qualifications um to make the 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 national team, and then sometimes depending, depending where it's at, there might be a limited number. So, like when I was on the junior team for the U.S., the 
the junior boys, I, we had to play the junior boys from Canada okay. um, when it was in Egypt. So it was in Egypt one year. So we nice. then the winner of like between U.S. and Canada got to go to the Egyptian world, the the, the junior worlds in Egypt. So, okay. Um, so Canada actually didn't get to go that year. Nice. Um, so, but then I guess let me follow up on that. So then the next year it was in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So then the U.S. players, if you made the U.S. team, you automatically got to go to the world, the oh, junior cool. worlds. So because of that, then Canada did it. Canada also got to go because they didn't have to play against us because we got we got right. an automatic bid for it. Right. So that was kind of nice. <laughs> it just uh, random question: Is the Junior World Championships does it work the same as the regular World Championships, where one year it's a team event and one year it's a singles event? Mm-mm. So it's you play? Teams. No, you play the teams, the singles, and the doubles. Oh, it's everything. Everything, yeah. Okay. And cool. mixed doubles too. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's actually one of the more fun events yeah. um, that I played. So, yeah. That's awesome. So we also had another T2 Diamond event. Uh, so this one was in Singapore. The last T2 Diamond event was in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this one was uh, this kind of this similar as before. I didn't watch as many matches as I, I wish I could because I, I really love T2 Diamond things. But um, they had a really cool stadium that they played in. Um, Similar with the statistics that I was talking about with the Chinese. Oh, they had a lot of those. Yeah. A lot of the statistics, which I, I just, I love to see that. So it's cool. I know um, Wang Chunting had an injury. He was playing against Shushin and went for a wide shot and it looked like his ankle collapsed or something happened Mm. and they had to carry him out, (laughs) which was, uh, which was uh, really sad. So, that sucks. That's not that, bad. That drama. could be almost career ending. Yeah, he's a little bit older. Um and so yeah, I could I could see that being pretty bad for him. Um but Shushin uh won. He he won the whole event. Um he actually beat Lin Yunju, who Lin Yunju had won the previous T two Diamond event this year and and um now I got second. Yeah, I mean, which I think is still really amazing. I mean, you know, he still had to play through a lot of really good people, but um, Shushin is just, you know, he's he's the Cloud Walker. He's Superman. You? He's Superman. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Cloud Walker. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, with uh, the ladies, Sun Ying Sha beat Mima Ito, but it was a super close game, four to three. So this was one of my favorite matches, actually. It was, yeah. so, it was four to three in games. So in the T2, when the timer runs out, you just played a five sudden death. <laughs> so in the finals, the timer ran out, and it was Mima Ito was up four three in the seventh game. Okay. And then lost two points in a row to go down five four, and it's sudden death. So first to five is the winner. So oh. she she lost five to four in the finals, and oh, man. it's just like so much drama on the line. And yeah. the thing is, like she served. And she got a little pop-up in the backhand. She turned the corner to hit her forehand, and she just hit it long. It was like almost a clear winner. Oh. And she just she just hit it long. It was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's in your hand. But didn't close out, and then Sun Ying Shaw won. So. Yeah. I was disappointed in that one. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, wanted, I mean, I'm always yeah. cheering for Mimito. So. Cool. All right. Well, let's, um, let's, let's get into our who's who event. 
one of the who one of the who's who that I was interested in was um, the winner of the Junior World Championships, uh, Miyu Nagasaki from Japan. Um, so tell me some about her. So, yeah, so I actually didn't know a whole lot about her um, before the Junior Worlds. Um, so she won the Junior Worlds this year. She's only seventeen, so she still has a whole other year to to compete and play in it. Nice. Um, she's, she's actually been on the scene for a little while. Um, I just maybe yeah. in the background a little bit, but she got the, on the, the, so 2018 was the world team event. So she won the silver medal in that last year in like the, the real worlds, not the junior worlds. Right. Yeah. She um, was on the Japanese team. Yeah. She's on the Japanese national team when they won the silver. Um, she's world ranked number 58. I think her highest is like 50, um, okay. which is still really good. Sure. Um, and then she's formerly number one in the world for 15 and under. So there's different age brackets. There's 15 and under, there's 18 and under, and then there might be a 21 and under, and then it's just everyone. Um, so she's formerly number one under 15. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's who, that's who a little bit of her resume. Um, cool. She's definitely, like, up and coming. Um, yeah. She's not Mima Ito's level yet, sure. but she's... On the rise, she just won the Junior Worlds, which is a huge event and a, a huge win for her. Yeah, she'll probably gain quite a bit in world rankings because that was just barely, that just barely happened. So yeah, does she, does that would that affect her her regular world tour rankings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll okay. affect both. Yeah, so definitely a name to just kind of keep an eye on Miyu Nagasaki um, and cool. see how she does. But I think she's. I think she's got a p- pretty big future in front of her. Yeah, yeah. the The Japanese women's team is stacked to begin with, so she um, she could be even better and play even more. Um, Doesn't she also play in the T League? Yeah, yeah. So I thought this was a uh, this is a great segue into our T League update um, for this podcast. Yeah, she is on the uh, Abiel team, uh, and she's actually one of their star players. Um, so we've, uh, at the end of November and at the beginning of December, there was a spat of, uh, T-League matches, uh, both for the men's and the women's. And, um, it kind of added more results to the, the, um, rankings for all the teams. And, um, on the women's side, the, um, Abiel team and Red Elf are the ones who have, uh, yeah, you like that name. <laughs> Red um, Elf have have kind of risen to the top. So there's only four teams on each um, for men's and women's, and so it's it's kind of ending up that two teams are like clearly on the top, and two teams are like clearly on the bottom. Okay. And so with Abiel, uh, the top players that they've been playing recently are Miyu Nagasaki, uh, Miyu Kihara, who is another kind of younger. Uh, women's player who just pops up every once in a while. And then Yui Hamamoto, who is not really a younger player, but she actually has been playing for Austria because there's just no room for her on the Japanese national team. Wow. Um, they, they, she was playing some nationally, but I think she wanted to play more and, and just were wasn't able to. So um, Red Elf, the players they have that uh, you may have heard of are um, Hina Hayata, um, Sakura Mori, who is um, kind of like the number six, number five, number six player in the Japanese women's team, and then Chin Zuyu, who's from Taiwan. Um, so 
What's interesting is the women's team. Um, I feel like these most recent matches, the kind of the most popular players on the teams haven't been playing. Like um, Kasumi Shikawa is on one of the teams, not one of these two teams, but she hasn't played at all um, in the past few weeks. And then um, Miyu Hirano hasn't played. Um, so that's, I don't know, it feels like maybe this is a the off matches. Like they're not really kind of putting their prime players in. I wonder if they have to play like everybody, so they have to different matchups. Um, you want to match up like I don't know C versus Z, yeah, instead of C versus X kind of thing. So yeah, I'm not really. I need to do some more research because it's weird because certain players will play a lot. Like um, if you look in the men's side, um, Cheng Chi Yuan, who's on Astida. Uh, has been playing almost every single match. And on the Kinoshita Meisters, Ho Yingchao, the Chinese chopper um, guy, he's been playing almost every single match. So it's, I don't, I, I feel like it almost, their teams are really large. So they could, they have maybe 10 players on a team. So I feel like, I mean, I, and obviously they can't play every match. So I feel like maybe they just, I don't know. Maybe they just pick who who wants to play and and who. Um, Man, I'd want to play every single match. <laughs> I know, right? It's like I get to play this Chinese national champion yeah. chopper. Yeah. Heck yeah, put me in. <laughs> so, uh, so, so for the the men's side, um, Astida and the Kenoshita Meisters are the two top teams, um, and Astida had their their top players in these most recent matches have been Cheng Chi Yuan from Taiwan and Li Ping from China. Both are players that maybe like six or seven years ago were in their prime. Um, Li Ping, I think even had to go to, he couldn't get on the Chinese A team. So he went to some other, um, went to another country, Qatar, I think he represented in one of the Olympics, which is interesting. Cool. Um, but, yeah, not really in their prime. Uh, the Meisters almost had like a similar thing. They had Marcos Freitas from uh, Portugal, who is kind of a big name, but not really anymore. Um, and then Ho Ying Chao from China. Um, the Meisters have Jun Mizutani and um, Harimoto on it. So, and they have not been playing <laughs> recently at all. So, it's kind of interesting. It's uh, the way that these matches kind of. Uh, come out and who plays um, is I don't know I'm, I'm gonna have to do some research and come back on that um, Liam Pitchford has been playing a lot uh, which is always fun because I he's amazing I love watching him play it's cool that he's in there yeah and he's been doing really good like he has been um, uh, playing some excellent matches and beating some uh, impressive people so that's good that's cool uh, yeah it's Joey's coaching corner time and you've uh, learned a lot from your most recent uh, South Shore Open. So yeah. So what do you got for us? One of the things I wanted to cover was um, like when a lot of people play, they get nervous when they play, especially when the games get close. <laughs> yeah, that's um, me. <laughs> so one of my favorite ways to to prevent myself from getting nervous is to have a plan. So okay, 
especially like most people are fine during the beginning of the match um and then they if it gets close or whatever then they start getting nervous they start i don't know shaking or they can't serve short or right. they're they're get the yips kind of where they're swinging and not full swings what's the yips <laughs> it's <laughs> I've like never a, heard that. it's a golfing term where okay. you kind of like stutter through the stroke uh, okay. and i don't know i <laughs> I call it the yips for for ping pong also. Okay. So I like it. Um, so my favorite way to just like prevent myself from getting nervous is to have a plan. So okay, as you're going through, especially like the first game or whatever point in the match you're are you're in, um, you should be picking up things about your opponent and about what's working, what's not working, um, and then by the time you're at the end of the game when you're most likely to get nervous, um, you should have a plan. Like, okay, here's what I'm gonna serve. Here's what I'm gonna do next. You don't want to like step it out because things are gonna change. They're not gonna ever go as planned. But you should have like a draft going into the point, and then it kind of helps you to to focus and to not think about winning. Like don't think about winning or about losing. Just think okay. about here's my plan. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, then fine. Okay, we'll adapt. Um, and same thing if your opponent is serving. Like okay, here's kind of what they've been doing. Here's what to be ready for. I don't want to get burned on the fastball or something. Just like have a plan, have an idea of what you want to accomplish. And then it just kind of settles and you don't think about the nerves mm. as much. So, How far in advance do you think about your plan? I mean, like in terms of receiving, obviously, I think it's in some ways easier. But like when you're serving, like are you thinking for this point I'm going to do X? Or do you think like for this game I'm going to do X? Um, usually just this point. So okay. here's, here's what I'm going to do on this point. And cool. I, maybe a little bit of both, like here's my general strategy, but then like, let's say, let's say, okay, I'm going to serve, like for this point, it's nine all. I'm going to serve um, short into the backhand and then I'm going to loop into the body. Mm -hmm. I'll think maybe two shots, like here's, here's kind of what I'm going to serve and here's what I want to follow it up with. And then, um, or maybe like a short forehand and then a deep backhand. That's kind of what it like, just, just something simple and basic that you can just kind of rely on and do consistently and steadily. Yeah. Um, and, or if your opponent is serving, like maybe they're serving into your short forehand. So I'm going to be ready for that short forehand. Um, and then I'm going to try to, to get my loop in. I'm going to loop to the, to the middle, to the body, Some, something like that. Cool. And then maybe as like my match plan is like, okay, well, I know that they're, I know that they're really bad in the middle. So I'm going to keep, just trying to keep pounding their pounding in into the middle into the body, that kind of thing. So cool. When you when you have a coach on your side for a match, um, does your coach kind of help you with that plan? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Because they're able to observe both what you're doing and what the opponent is doing, so they're able to be like, you know, this is. Mm -hmm. And it's always place. good to have a little bit of an outside perspective because yeah. when you're in the match, it's you you definitely are are learning and picking up things, but you might miss some things and having somebody on the sidelines, they, they might see the same things that you're seeing, but they also might see some different things. So that's always really helpful to have. And when is the best time? Like when I think about playing a game, you know, usually when you're, when you're in the midst of playing it, it's kind of difficult to think at least for me. <laughs> um, is it usually in between games is when you're kind of like, resetting and thinking about that plan no i'm actually definitely between points every every oh, point yeah 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 okay so yeah for for the point for the next point got mm -hmm. it got yeah. it cool exactly 
Cool. Okay, so we're we're switching things around today because we have a, a very special weird world planned. Um, so we're going to hit upcoming events first, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to uh, experience the weird world ta- of table tennis together, everyone together with, with everyone listening. Uh, okay, so so what's coming up in the next uh, month? Uh, so the really just two big tournaments. Um, you have the U.S. Open next week. Um, I leave on cool. Sunday, uh, next Sunday. Um, what events are you going to be in? So I'm in the men's singles, okay, men's doubles, the over 30. With Danny, the doubles? With Danny, cool. yeah. Over 30-year-old singles. Nice. Um, the twenty under 2,600 event, or maybe it's 2,500, I forget. Um, and then there's a hard bat, and then there's a sandpaper event. So well, in, well, okay, I don't know what sandpaper is, but man, that's a lot of events. How long is how long is it going on? So it starts on Tuesday and ends on Saturday. Wow. Okay. Yep. So I'm going a day or a couple days early just to um, get rid of the jet lag, start practicing, getting used to the venue, uh, the altitude, all, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And it's in. Dallas. It's in Dallas. Yep. I almost said Houston again. <laughs> so I keep saying, like, I swear half the time I say Houston and half the time yeah. I say Dallas. So yeah, it's in Dallas. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So um, that'll be good. I mean, tell me about the sandpaper. I've never, I've never heard of this event. It's basically just like old school ping pong where you have to use sandpaper. You Literally actually use a sandpaper. Yeah. So okay. I actually have to make my sandpaper paddle. I have to go to Home Depot. <laughs> you get, you just get real sandpaper. There's not like a, a certain sandpaper for ping pong. No. And I've actually never played it. So I don't know if there's like rule, like, I don't know what coarse, like, should I get like a really coarse sandpaper? Yeah. I don't know. Or yeah. <laughs> like maybe a fine grain. <laughs> What's the Dignick's version of sandpaper? That's what you need to <laughs> I'll find. I'll have to find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Oh man, that's that's gonna be a lot. So you're gonna have a lot of results to uh, catch us up with. Yes, yeah, for sure. Podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. So with the sandpaper, you play with a 38 millimeter ball, like the old old ball. Oh, so it's larger. No, it's smaller. So oh, we, smaller. Oh, okay. we use 40 now or right, 40, 40 plus. 40. Yeah, right. And then you go to 21 also. So oh, two out man. of three. <laughs> so. Yeah, it should be a fun event. I I've never played it before, so I'm gonna. And they give it play a shot. they play swing music while you do it. Just really <laughs> probably should. Everybody wears a, a suit and tie, yeah. old old style. Like Marty, okay, Marty Reisman was like the the star of sandpaper and hard bat, and he would always I think he'd always have a suit on. So really, and a hat. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and then the other big tournament this month uh, coming up is the World Tour Grand Final. So this that's, one, this, I actually, that's this next weekend, right? The I think it's yeah, I think it's next thirteenth or fourteenth that starts. And so Kanak isn't playing in the U.S. Open, and I wonder if it's because he's oh. probably playing in this in the World Tour Grand Final. Yeah. So I actually had to look up where, like, what is the Grand, what is the World Tour Grand Finals, sure. and how do you qualify for it? So. Yeah. Um, there, there are a few different ways. Um, they have four ways that are listed, but mainly it's like two. Um, if you attend at least five ITTF world tour events throughout the year, then you get an invite. Wow. Um, so Kanak definitely is in that category. Yeah. Or if you're in the top 15 men or top 15 women, um, in the world, then you get an invite to the the, wow. the world tour grand finals and there yeah. are, there are two other ways that they list but they're they're kind of like um 
they're kind of just not not very likely. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure. even going to list them. So um, yeah, so that's that's cool. So it's probably going to be a, another big one, just like the World Cups, mm-hmm. um, just like the World Championships. It's almost yeah. It's it seems very similar to the World Cup, but maybe a little less exclusive. Um, cause yeah. I think there'll be more than 20 people there. Yeah. So yeah. it looks like in terms of seating, there were, there were like 20 people seated, um, or something, something around that number, but okay. then a lot more people were going to be coming. Right. Um, and that, so. that sounds about right. So, yeah, it, it seemed like essentially everyone in, in the top 20 or 15 or whatever are, are seated in and then. Other people can come as well. So right, that's cool. I'm really excited about that. It is also taking place in China, just like the men's World Cup, and just like uh, the women's World Cup was in China too, right? I think so. There were there's been there've been a whole bunch in China lately. So it's just not fair. <laughs> it's just not fair, man. I, I mean, it might hurt them a little bit if if Chi is watching their their president guy like. I mean, I mean, it hasn't so far. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they did win it, but <laughs> they've been winning everything. Yeah. But maybe it, that, if anything, would have affected Ma Long against Harimoto. If Chi was watching, it might have been Chi. Like, yeah. there's a lot of pressure playing in front of, sure. front of him. So, but uh, man, it's tough. Like, not only is it would I would I love to get an event over here, but also uh, the time zone is just killer because everything that's going to be good is going to be at like 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. or something. Right. Yeah. So anyways, okay, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we will be doing a weird world of table tennis. All right. I am ready. (laughs) Okay. And we're back. Thanks for sticking around. We have a very special weird world of table tennis for you coming all the way from Japan. I've been looking Uh, forward to this for (laughs) a long time. So um, you may be familiar with Kasumi Ishikawa, one of Japan's best uh, women's players. She has her own curry in Japan, her own Japanese curry. You can get it in the bag. And you can order it from Japan um, if you're uh, tricky like me. (laughs) (laughs) But so we have prepared some. We have uh, some rice. And and, and, um, after we get our initial impressions, I'll I'll explain uh, what curry is and and we'll see how it is. So Uh, we haven't tried this yet. This is our first taste coming up here. So. What is this, beef? Beef curry? Yeah, we've got, um, it's curry, we've got beef, carrots, and um, onions somewhere. I don't see them, but. All right, here we go. All right, let's go. Checks are pretty good. That, oh man, that's Japanese curry. That's good. Man, that's actually really good. So that's delicious. That is for real Japanese curry. So I'll, I'll explain a little bit. So in Japan, uh, there's something called curry, kare, 
That's how they pronounce it. And even though, like, usually you think of curry, like, coming from, like, at, like, a Thai restaurant or from India, Japan has kind of taken curry and kind of made it their own. And it has, like, a distinct, like, it's it's very different. Like, it has a distinct taste. And I'm really impressed because this captures it totally, which, <laughs> so to describe this to people, it came in a bag. It's, like, sauce and meat and carrots and it we stuck it in the microwave for a minute and a half and got some white rice to put it over i was expecting it to taste really gross i mean it you know it you don't really things in a bag usually aren't very good when you open it it smelled pretty good but it tastes even better than it smelled i agree with that yeah uh so curry is like the equivalent um i'm trying to think of the equivalent in america almost like something like uh, hot dogs, like not quite hamburgers. Like hamburgers are kind of like the gold, um, golden American food. But like, like it is prime fast food. Like people have it probably at least once, if not twice a week, in Japan. It's like the like comfort food kind of. Cool. I, and so it kind of makes sense that, uh, in a weird way, that there would be a sponsored. Curry from a sports person. Ping pong, ping pong curry. <laughs> yeah, uh, June Mizutani has his own curry as well, and so maybe we'll uh, at some point I'll order some of those, and then we'll kind of compare whose curry is better. I would I would assume Kasumi's just because I don't know. June Mizutani looks kind of like a fish. I don't know what he would like about curry. Maybe it's a fish curry. <laughs> it might be a fish curry. So yeah, to explain uh, more about how I got this, so I have a. There's a proxy service in Japan that I order music and really books and really anything from uh, that I need to, because you can you can order stuff off Amazon easily from Japan. Amazon Japan delivers actually in like two or three days to America, which is insane. Wow! But um, they didn't sell this curry through Japan, uh, Amazon Japan, and I think also when you're sending food like. Sometimes Amazon Japan won't won't send food stuff, so um, I got this. I ordered this from some site on the proxy server or through the proxy service. So I'm glad you found it. <laughs> yeah, this is surprisingly good. I think we might um, I think we might end the podcast here so we can we can keep eating. <laughs> it sounds good to me. Uh, but yeah, so uh, thanks everybody for um, a great year. Uh, this has been an awesome year to start a podcast and. Hope everybody has a happy holidays and a happy new year and um, good luck, Joey, at the U.S. Open. Thanks. Really yeah, excited. I'm yeah, I'm ready. I uh, maybe not as ready as I should be, but I'm going to be practicing a lot this week and good. Um, it'll be it'll be a good tournament. Just double check that your flight is to Dallas and not Houston. Yeah, I think that's important. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I hope I got that right. All right, so thanks everybody. We will see you next time next year. Yep, have a good one. Table Tennis Talk is a monthly podcast by Joey Cochran and Ryan Lewis, edited by Ryan Lewis. Music on the podcast comes from Chill Hop Records. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Send us questions at tabletennistalk.com or on Twitter at tttalkpodcast.